Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Eli McCann and Nick Morley. Hey guys. Good morning. Hi. How's it going? Fantastic. Really good. Happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Uh, what have you been watching this week? I started The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I see ads for that yeah. every time I turn on my Amazon Fire Stick. So, so I told Eli that I watched the entire first season one day when I had food poisoning. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. So far, so good. I've had like six different people say to me, you specifically would love this show. And I was like, I wonder why. Then I started watching it and like the first episode, boobs. And so I was like, that must be it. (laughs) (laughs) They know you so well. (laughs) No, but what do you think it is? What about that show appeals to the Eli McCann's of the world? No, I I know what it is. It's period piece. It takes place in like 1961 or something and it's beautifully done. And it's about a female comic. It's kind of like woman power. Yeah. I think all of that, people were just like, oh, yeah, you'd eat this crap up. And I am eating that crap up. Did you like Gilmore Girls? I didn't watch that. Okay. Well, you should go back and watch Gilmore Girls. Because it's Amy Sherman <laughs> seems, Palladino. Seems a little hokey to me. That seems okay, hokey to me. Okay, you can leave. The, <laughs> you can see yourself you out. <laughs> Eli, 34-year-old man, picking it up for the first time, would enjoy Gilmore Girls. Yes. I don't know about that. Yes, absolutely. So everybody's talking about that horror series on Netflix right now. Oh, The Haunting of Hill House, right? I tried to watch an episode and a half, and I was like, this is garbage. Oh, really? I haven't even tried. People love it. No, it was so cheesy. The Mm. acting was horrible. But then I've had like multiple people who normally I have a lot of crossover with who are like, no, it's fantastic. You just need to stick with it. So I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. But I don't think I can do it. I had something like that with Stranger Things where I recommended it to my parents. And like two episodes in, my dad called and said, is this a joke? Yeah. This is the dumbest <laughs> show I've ever seen. So I don't Which know. Which is pretty I feel big like, coming from dad, too. Oh, he like, watches crap. <laughs> uh, what does he watch? Yeah, just Well, I guess his whole thing is it's political morning talk show or golf channel. And <laughs> that's it. Oh, rough upbringing. Shout out yeah. to yeah. MSNBC tough, tough and Morning Joe. <laughs> yeah. There's no bigger Morning Joe stand than our father. Thank you for huh. keeping our father kind of sane. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I feel like a horror... There's people who buy into it and they're in it and they're loving it. But then there's people who take a step back and they're like, this is kind of hokey so and dumb. Stupid. Yeah. 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 People are dying, but it's also like catch up. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I think it's hard to get make a really good horror movie. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, we're, get, we're getting ahead of yeah. ourselves. All right. I'm, I'm done. That's what I've been watching. Okay. Okay, Nick. Awesome. I restarted The Good Place good. Oh. because it's on season one. And like I've my wife and I have been watching weekly, which I normally don't do. With shows, so it's super weird that I have to wait till like Thursday every week to to watch my next episode, which is kind of a bummer. But right. it's been great to go back and nitpick, not nitpick, but like notice the other little details that I missed. And our pod last time kind of helped me notice those little things, so it's mm. been super fun. And yeah, another plug for the Ringer. Mm-hmm. I'm like number one fan, but Sean Fennessy, the editor in chief, does a podcast now called The Big Picture. Oscar season heating up. He's about to talk with every major director, filmmaker from the best movies of this year. He did Damien Chazelle. Oh, man. The other day, he did Jonah Hill talking about mid-90s last week. Super, super cool hearing insights about everything that goes into making a movie, some of their influences, why they made the movie they did at the current time. 
I was kind of down on Jonah Hill. Like, I don't think he was like the chubby kid from Superbad that was like really funny. Yeah. But he ends up having a really intelligent conversation with him about filmmaking. And I think he's bound to do some really great things beyond the movie that he just made. So. Is that out this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Now I know what I'm doing tonight. All right. Um, I listened to a Damien Chazelle interview on Fresh Air which I really enjoyed. Even though Terry Gross kind of drives me crazy sometimes, I really like Damien Chazelle. Um, we were in the car. I was not driving, so don't freak out. But I pulled out my phone, uh, and I was kind of looking up Damien Chazelle just kind of because I wanted to see a picture. I wasn't sure what he looked like. He's a year older than me, and that makes no, me want to throw up. I don't like that. I hate it so bad no. when people my age are wildly successful. No, everyone who's successful is our grandparents' age. No, you are not allowed <laughs> to be more successful than me if you, you know, are my age. I can't even. A few years ago, I, I think I was like still in my 20s, and I went to a new dentist, and the dentist was chatting with me, and I was like, yeah. oh, where'd you go to dental school? And he's like, oh, when did you graduate? And he had graduated after I graduated law school. Like, he was younger than me. Nope. And I was like, no, no because people my age aren't dentists. <laughs> no. And he's like, well, you're a lawyer. And I was like, but that's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people my age are working at Starbucks. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> and trying to get through school forever. Yeah. That's all they're ever allowed to be. Well, the fact that Adele is in her 20s makes me no, irate. I don't like, want to talk I cannot. I'm not doing it with Adele. <laughs> well, we've talked, Meg, I think you and I have talked before how the Olympics is really stressful for me because they say everyone's ages. Uh, and this la most recent Olympics was the first one where there was maybe like one person my age and then everyone else was yeah. younger. And I was like, <laughs> so the Olympics, like, that's not a possibility for me anymore. Like, yeah, we're, we're done. Table. And if off an athlete table. is in their 30s, they're like, this will be their final competition. <laughs> they talk about them like they're an animal at the zoo. <laughs> they're like, and then there's Mary over here who's 31. <laughs> I'm like, 31 isn't old. <laughs> she might die on this ski run. She's so frail. She should be working at Starbucks. <laughs> Yeah, those knees just can't take it anymore at 30. <laughs> anyway, also, Stephen has been re-watching the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary because oh. he's a, a misogynist. Not it's, a misogynist. A, what? What? Did I, Sorry. did I watch the wrong thing? Masochist. masochist. He's a masochist. <laughs> and so I've kind of been in and out because I've been working on a lot of work. So anyway, uh, last night... Oh, man. Last night, I caught the end of the Kent State episode. Oof, oof. I'm embarrassed by how little I know of yeah. that time. Turns out my knowledge of Vietnam War comes from Forrest Gump and Forrest Gump only. Totally. I'm like AP history in high school. Yeah. There's a lot. Oh, AP history. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not to uh, flex too hard there, but I got a five on the AP. <laughs> uh, yeah. Out of ten. <laughs> 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 I need to watch the whole thing, I'm realizing. And I've tried, and it's a slog, but I think I need to do it. It was life-changing for me. It took me a long time to get through it because it's like Breaking Bad, yeah. except real, where you cannot just constantly consume it because it is it will bum you out. You can't binge it. Yeah, but it was really fascinating and super well done. The one thing I will say is, I think we've talked about this before, but uh, I look at our political climate, I'm like, things are so bad. Mm -hmm. Things are so bad. Things are so ugly. And like after last night, I was like, but the National Guard isn't shooting our own college students. Yeah. Things have been bad before. Yeah. And we're in kind of a rough patch of history, but we've navigated our way out of that before. And that gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah. Let's get to why we're here today, which is in 
light of Halloween approaching. Yes. Today. It's today. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. We're going to talk about our favorite horror movies. Yes. Nick, let's start with you. Okay. I want to preface this by saying I am like the perfect horror movie audience for every horror movie really? director. I like dive all in. I'm super into it. And I get you're really reactive. Scared. Yeah, I'm very reactive. Yeah. <laughs> I get the jumps. I like yell mm-hmm. in the movie theaters. <laughs> I'm embarrassed mm-hmm. because my wife looks at me and she's like, what the hell's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my favorite horror movie of all time, and I will die on this hill saying that it is a horror movie. Alien is my favorite horror movie. Mm, really? You think that's horror? I do. I think it's a horror movie. Just because it's in space doesn't mean it can't scare the hell out of So are mm. monster movies horror movies? Not always. Okay. But I don't want But this one is. Yeah. I mean, it's got girl alone on a spaceship. Something's hunting her. Sure. I don't mm. know what other tropes Sci-fi. you need. Yeah, right? what's the difference between that and Halloween? I guess there is none. But yeah. She's in space. I rest, yeah. Space. <laughs> Different location. So tell us why you like it. First of all, it's Ridley Scott. He does a very good job, especially with the time that it was made. Like it was in the seventies, wasn't it? Or even uh, yeah, maybe yeah. early eighties. Sigourney Weaver is amazing. He does the best job without using CGI to make no music. Sometimes there's like the awkward, eerie silence that comes with space, and it's so scary. And the creature is so gruesome that it will haunt you. And that's mm. why so many sequels have been made, and they're still making them. And people just keep buying into what he's selling and. That's the other thing about horror movies that I wanted to bring up today is that they kill at the box office. Really? Yeah. And I think the reason is is that it's a movie type that you want to go see in the theater. Mm. It's got sound. It's got special effects. A lot of people don't buy into going to watch like a dialogue movie mm-hmm. besides the three of us wow. movie snobs that will go <laughs> and, and watch it like... It like, as if I've been looking for you for a long time. I cannot yeah. handle uh, confrontation uh, over breakfast. Uh, good morning, Betty. <laughs> Nana. Peppa. That movie has taken up too much of my life. <laughs> anyway, I mean, the Halloween remake just killed at the box office yeah. because people at this time of year, they just want to be freaked out. And people want to get freaked out in February. People go see... The fourth Conjuring movie, it's just like, it's really fun to go and be scared in a movie theater. And it's not always fun to go watch people talk. That's (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's the thing is that that's that's what makes horror movies so fun. And even the people that like, oh, like I can see this coming. And that's not me. I'm terrible at predicting endings of movies. And I think that's why I buy into them so well. Awesome. Eli. You know, I will die on this hill. (laughs) I don't care how cliche this is, if it is cliche at all. I truly think the best horror movie of all time is The Sixth Sense. Okay. I don't think we've made anything better since then. I don't think we ever made anything that good before. Did you guys see it in the theaters? I didn't. But someone had told me the ending. Look, look, that ending was masterful at the time. If you made a movie with that type of ending now, it would be, you know, cliche and predictable and so forth. That was not predictable at the time. And this is the only time I have ever had a movie-going experience like this where I remember this so vividly. I was a young teenager, and I'm sitting in the back of the theater, and when at the end, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie when she opens her hand and the ring falls out and everybody kind of pieces together that he's been dead the whole time, the entire movie theater, everyone started screaming. And I remember this woman, she was like six rows in front of me. I remember her putting both hands in the air and she had rings on every finger. She's just like a million rings. And I remember her waving her hands in the air and just screaming, No! No, this can't be! 
and like the whole theater it was like pandemonium and it didn't quiet down before the movie ended like everybody was still like oh my gosh he's dead the whole time I have never been to a movie that has elicited a reaction like that from people not to mention leading up to the big reveal it was just like a perfectly creepy movie yeah. where they didn't overdo it it yeah. just every once in a while there were these encounters that were very subtle for the most part and it always made you feel uneasy because they didn't throw it in your face. Yeah. And the story was good, which most horror movies, I think, lack a compelling story that makes sense with good character development. I will die on that hill any day yeah. of the week. I think it's the greatest horror film of all time. Okay. Anybody want to comment on that? Are you mad? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to at you. That was, I. yes, you're good. Okay. And then I will also say my personal favorite horror film is the original Stephen King's It series. I have never seen it. It's so good. It's so long, <laughs> though. So good. It is so good. And I am actually really upset with the total bastardization of the story in the remake right now. Mm -hmm. I think that they have not even attempted to make the story make sense, and that really pisses me off, because Stephen King's It is actually a beautiful, beautiful story about what happens when we let apathy and disdain for other people take over our lives. If you go watch the new one, so part one came out, and I think part two comes out next year. Part one, it's just two hours of this really amazing CGI clown attacking children, and it's never explained why he's doing it, what he is. None of it is ever explained. And so I'm actually super frustrated with that, but, you know, go watch the 80s version. Okay. My dad made me watch it with him when I was like five. So. Sure. Sure. It's horrifying. Tim Curry, though. He's oh, is Tim Curry He's good. in it? Yeah. He is it. Muppet Treasure Island. The clown. Oh, Muppet Treasure Island is still probably my all-time favorite movie. So oh, good. good film. Good Such flick. <laughs> good horror flick. Got a better contender. All right. So I am not a big fan of horror. I get very scared very easily. Shocking. I know. And my husband is he loves it. He begged me to go see Hereditary with him. You did finally see it? No. Oh. I read the Wikipedia yeah, page. <laughs> I've heard you mention this. And I couldn't sleep. Uh -huh. I just read the Wikipedia page. So there's like no way I was going to Hereditary. I have caved a couple times. And there's two movies that stand out to me. One's kind of embarrassing, but it's legitimately the most scared I've ever been in a movie. Mm -hmm. And the most the image I still think about. Mm -hmm. The second is the most haunted I've ever felt after Ooh. a movie. So the first one is Paranormal Activity. Okay. Which I think was 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. It's a scary movie. Mm -hmm. And it builds and builds and builds. And it doesn't get absolutely horrifying until the third act. And then it is terrifying. Really? Terrifying. Everybody in the theater was screaming. There's an image. If I close my eyes, I can still see it. Uh -huh. And it still creeps me out. Uh -huh. And I saw it 10 years ago. Huh. And it's not violent. It's not gory. Yeah. It's a really low-budget, handheld camera following two people in a house. There's a third character eventually because they invite in an exorcist. Mm -hmm. As um, one does. As sure. one does when you're living in a haunted house. But it is. Mm-hmm. So scary. And I feel like, I don't know if it's aged super well. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it's viewed now within the film community. Because it's not like a masterful script and it's not yeah. Stanley Kubrick doing The Shining. It's just like, okay. a, it will scare you movie. Okay. 
The second one is a little more in that vein of highbrow film, but also just scary as hell. Let the Right One In, which is Swedish, and it follows a small girl who is a vampire. Mm -hmm. And there's something about Swedish movies where everything's snowy and very white and stark. And she's a vampire, so there's like a lot of blood in her attacks. And so it's like blood against snow. And it's like slow but terrifying. And again, the third act is just absolutely horrifying. After that movie, I think it took me two weeks to feel happy again. (laughs) It's It's really bad? It's a very good movie, but the mood is so... Dark. It's hard for me to imagine caring that much about a vampire movie. I know. Right? But it's not, I mean, you think vampire movie and you think like Interview with a Vampire or Twilight or, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I'm a vampire and they suck blood. But it's like this girl who you kind of have compassion for and she befriends a boy in the school and their movie's a lot about their relationship and then things start to unfold and you like, realize more about her character and who she is and what she does and you have compassion for her even though she's a murderer but she also defends this kid and things happen that you're not sure how you feel about Mm. and the movie ends and you're still just not really sure how you feel and you've witnessed some horrible things (laughs) and you can't stop thinking about it sounds great yeah so (laughs) if you're in for a good time (laughs) check out let the right one in So I think those are the two that I think about the most in terms of scared and just feeling yikes. Mm -hmm. Have either of you seen Halloween? No. Are you planning to? No. Yeah, I want to go see it. You want to go see it? No, no, I just, I'm not interested. I saw the original at a party in high school. Yeah. Maybe it's because it was old. Maybe there was cute boys there and I was distracted, but I was not Not really into it. it. So Mm. I wonder how... How I'd like it. You know, uh, speaking of old, I got to give a shout out to Carrie, which is one of my favorite <gasps> horror films. Oh, we need to talk about Carrie. We got to talk about that. Did you guys watch the remake? No. No. It was a weird remake in that it was just almost like a total recut. I think it was actually just a recut of the original movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it was like scene by scene. I, it, to me, I hadn't seen the old one in a little while, but I was like, I feel like this is the same script. Mm. But Julianne Moore is amazingly creepy in it. I love her. She's Carrie? No, she plays the mom. Oh. Creepy mom. Yeah. But anyway, I thought it was a great remake, but the old one was perfectly fine and didn't need to be remade. So Nick and I, growing up, we were like late elementary school. Yeah. We have this habit of like on the weekends, we'd stay up late watching TV. Mm -hmm. And one night we were watching Carrie Mm -hmm. on TV and we got to the prom scene. Uh Uh-huh. So we made it through the prom scene okay. We were both kind of like, wow. <laughs> what just happened? My 10-year-old me was like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were 10? How old were you guys? She was like, Meg was like 12. Yeah. I'm like 10. <laughs> Good big sister. Yeah. yeah, right? So we're watching Carrie and we get to the prom scene and then like, there were commercials, you know, so it got, that gives you like a little break, which is too yeah. bad because yeah. like you can like recover, but then like, <laughs> but then like we come back and she goes back to the house and she's covered in blood and. There are like these candles lit everywhere, and like I turned to Mac and I say, "Do we have to keep watching?" And she, and she was like, "No." We just shut it off. We couldn't handle it because it just gets darker from there. Oh man, I did not want to know. Yeah, I don't regret that decision. 
honestly looking better. I still think about that every time it's on TV. <laughs> so have you guys never seen the ending? I've never no. seen the end. I think I eventually looked it up. She like goes on like a murder rampage, right? Mm-hmm. And like kills her mom, kills couple other and people. And she takes down the whole house. Like, it yeah. crumbles into this pile. Sissy Spacek is... Mm-hmm. She's so good. Nailed it. Oh, man. She's good enough. Nailed it. Yeah. Anyway, so check out Carrie if you... <laughs> both the uh, old and new versions. Yeah, like they're, both, they're both terrifying. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Join us next week when we talk about making a murder. Yes. Season two. Watch it. Watch it. Come prepared to learn and grow with us. <laughs> Remember to leave us a good rating on your chosen podcast platform, and we will see you next week. Bye.